Welcome to SonaCast, a podcast from the team at Sona Nanotech Inc. Sona's unique gold nanorods will power next generation diagnostic devices and medical applications. In every podcast, we seek to learn more about our industry with expert insight and special guests. Hello, and welcome to episode 15 of SonaCast. I'm Darren Evans, Sona's Head of Communications, and this week our guest is Adam Griffiths, Conference Director of the Rare Disease Diagnostic Summit, being held in Boston, Massachusetts this September. More than 350 million people are living with a rare disease worldwide. On average, it takes seven different consultations before an initial referral to a clinical geneticist and a minimum of five years to completely diagnose a patient, with 70 to 90% of cases going undiagnosed. This week, we talked to Adam about the Rare Disease Diagnostic Summit, about rare diseases themselves, and how to alleviate the diagnostic burden for patients. Could you tell me a little bit about the summit? Uh, who's likely to be attending and who's going to be um, presenting and speaking at the event? Yeah, definitely. So the whole event is about, I guess, I guess the main aims and reasons for even coming up with this event was because we know that there are actually uh, a lot of events and, and, and conferences out there that, that talk about rare diseases. People often talk about drug development and drug discovery and and the actual science and biology of rare diseases themselves, but but nobody really seems to be focusing on the diagnostic aspect solely. Uh, so that was actually one of the reasons for creating this event. Um, you know, addressing those challenges that rare disease patients are faced with when it comes to receiving an accurate and early diagnosis for their for their condition. I guess some of the some of the people that are going to be there. This event was actually created with uh, with patient advocacy groups at heart. This event mainly will be bringing together three main stakeholders. So, obviously, at, at, at the centre of all of this, you've got the patient advocacy groups. You've got those rare disease patients. Secondly, and most importantly, you've got the pharmaceutical companies, those people that are actually working on developing new drugs and pharmaceuticals and trying to actually come up with new strategies to facilitate earlier diagnosis for these rare disease patients. And then finally, the third main stakeholder are those diagnostic companies, those companies that are working on developing new diagnostic tests and, and whole genome sequencing tools, which is actually the future of diagnosing rare genetic diseases. So so in a nutshell, that is what our event is all about. Let's talk about rare diseases then. What diseases are classified as rare? What are we actually talking about when we, when we talk about rare diseases? Yeah, so, so a rare disease... I guess a disease qualifies as being rare if if there are less than 200,000 patients which suffer with that condition. I think it's also important to make the distinction between rare diseases and, and rare genetic diseases. There are about 7,000 rare diseases that, that we know of um, that currently exist. 80% of these 7,000 rare diseases have a genetic component. So already that's that's quite a massive problem. So... 80% of 7,000 rare diseases are genetic. That means symptoms often manifest in childhood and infancy. So already you've got a large proportion of these rare disease patients already coming into contact with certain symptoms and, and conditions, so most of them from birth. And just because they're rare, I suppose it doesn't mean that they're not well known. They're fairly studied, a lot of these diseases. It's just that they don't see them as much in patients. Yeah, indeed, and you know you do have you do have rare diseases which 
which some people know more than others. So just just an example, muscular dystrophy, you know, is a rare disease. And, and that's another problem. You know, how, how are you going to continue diagnosing rare disease patients when, when there are so many of them? You know, over 7,000 rare diseases, 80% of them have a genetic component. And another problem that rare disease patients encounter is that often their symptoms uh, exhibit in different levels. So, for example, one rare disease patient's symptoms might go unnoticed, and another rare disease patient's symptoms might be exhibiting to quite an extreme level. I guess because of this lack of data as well, which is also important when it comes to diagnosing rare disease patients, there's often a lack of clinical education in recognising symptoms. There is an analogy in the industry within the rare disease community that if it sounds like a horse and if you hear clip-clops walking behind you, then it's probably a horse and not a zebra because, well, why would it be a zebra? So if a rare disease patient goes along to a clinician and the clinician doesn't recognise the rare disease symptoms and diagnoses that patient with a different disease, that rare disease patient has just been misdiagnosed, will probably receive a treatment that he or she doesn't even need and will continue to suffer from their rare disease um, ongoing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that's, so that's actually just an, an analogy in the industry, you know. Yeah, and I was, I was reading on your um, I was reading on your website actually that on average it takes seven different consultations before an initial referral to a clinical geneticist, and then a minimum of five years to completely diagnose a patient, with up to ninety percent of cases mm. going undiagnosed. I mean, that, that, that's mm. quite surprising. What what would that be down to? Would that be down to differences in um, healthcare systems and providers, or would it be that kind of? level of medical knowledge that you referred to previously? Yeah, so I think it's a combination of different things. I mean, number one, firstly, yes, you do have this lack of clinician education. And also, as I was saying, how the symptoms tend to exhibit to different levels. You know, it can be very difficult to recognize these these rare disease symptoms. Secondly, because rare disease patients, because they are rare, as I was saying earlier, a rare disease qualifies as one where there are fewer than 200,000 patients, there's also a lack of data. So let's say if a rare disease patient comes along with a symptom that has never been seen before, you have nothing to compare that to. You've got a reference. So it's a combination of things. Okay, so Sona's coming at this from the diagnostic angle because our um, gold nanorods are used, well, they're perfectly suited for lateral flow, rapid point-of-care diagnostic tests. That's something that we're particularly um, interested in. So what is the kind of the, the diagnostics uh, market when it comes to rare diseases? Are there uh, diagnostic tests out there now that are, you know, point of care, that are rapid, that are helping clinicians diagnose certain diseases where mm-hmm. appropriate? Yes, I mean, there, there definitely are uh, diagnostic tests out there for rare disease patients. And again, if we're talking about rare genetic diseases, these rare diseases which have a genetic component, I mean, whole genome sequencing is by far the most advanced tool out there. When it comes to diagnosing a rare disease patient with a genetic component, whole genome sequencing is something which many people still perceive to be quite futuristic. You know, there are lots of amazing companies out there that are working on developing tools for diagnosing rare disease patients. And there's also a lot of work going on. Um, I've, I've actually been reading recently about point of care testing in the rare disease community. And how things like how things like virtual virtual communication between a healthcare provider and the rare disease patient 
um, or actually any patient, in where the patient resides and then where the healthcare professional resides. There's also lots of movement currently in the industry around virtual clinical trials. You know, pharmaceutical companies being able to carry out clinical trials without the patient actually even leaving their home, which I think is a really great movement that's happening recently. Yeah, it's all to do with this more personalised healthcare and um, and being able to you know to put patients in control of their own healthcare as well and, and diagnose. One hundred percent. Yeah, it's definitely personalised healthcare at its finest. Definitely. Okay, so if we look more widely then at the market um, for rare diseases, mm-hmm. what's the kind of the current state of of that market? Well, I mean, it's it's fragmented. I mean, the rare disease market is fragmented. There's no one company that can exert enough influence to move the industry in a particular direction. I guess if we're also looking at the rare disease market in more general, we also have to talk about something like drug development. I guess the main reason that rare diseases became interesting from a drug development perspective is because they are genetically based. You have a very specific place to start your development program. You have that original genetic component to then develop a drug. And then Again, so this is where another challenge comes in. You need to you need to find that genetic component as well. You need you need these you need these tools. You need these new kind of diagnostic capabilities to find that original biomarker. You know how do you know how how do you find something when you don't even know what it is you're looking for? So that's also another challenge that plays into this field. Okay, and how is the industry responding to these challenges? Yeah, so a lot of uh, different things has been happening um, in the industry recently. You know, pharmaceutical companies are now looking to partner and and collaborate with diagnostic companies to to facilitate you know those earlier and more accurate diagnoses of rare disease patients. I think quite a famous example that has happened quite recently is um, a collaboration between Sanofi Genzyme um, and Perkin Elmer. And then the creation of the Lantern Project, which has done incredible work in diagnosing more rare disease patients. So I think it's becoming more of an industry trend, you know, all of these partnerships and collaborations between pharma and diagnostic companies trying to work out and figure out strategies to to essentially bring earlier diagnosis to to the patients. Okay, um, let's finish then by talking a little bit more about the summit. Uh, You talked about who's attending and um, a little bit about what the summit aims to do. So over the course of the two days then, if you could just kind of describe what's going to be happening and then how you hope those two days will um will conclude what what will be the outcome of this summit yeah so the the number one aim of this summit is to bring together these three main stakeholders the patient groups the pharmaceutical companies and those diagnostic companies you know that just some of the stats that are out there about rare disease patients there are there are more than 350 million rare disease patients globally And then just to give some more kind of scale to that, I think the population of the USA is 327 million. So even just that altogether, if rare disease patients were, you know, a country, it would be larger than the United States of America. And then all of the other stats um, that we mentioned earlier, 7,000 rare diseases, it takes on average seven different consultations before being referred to a clinical geneticist. All of these were just really great motivators for for coming up with this event. I guess then what the event is going to be talking about, it's going to be talking about who in the pharmaceutical industry has been developing new diagnostic strategies, who from the patient advocacy world is really working well together with the industry to facilitate those earlier diagnostics. 
we've had the great opportunity to to work with people like um, Orchard Therapeutics and Alexian Pharmaceuticals, Ipsen, you know, some of those leading rare disease pharmaceutical companies. And then also Duran Wong Riga, the president and CEO of the Canadian Organization of Rare Diseases and also Global Commission member. And then also other companies from, you know, from, from, from Microsoft and the Jane Foundation. We, we really aim to bring together everybody that is connected within the rare disease community to discuss around the challenges of diagnosing rare diseases, ultimately to bring to light those new solutions in how can we shorten that, that diagnostic delay? How can we alleviate that diagnostic burden and that diagnostic odyssey for these, for these 350 million global rare disease patients? Excellent. Well, it sounds like it's going to be a really worthwhile event, and um, I hope it uh, hope it goes well for you, Adam. Thanks ever so much for joining us today. Thank you. No, thanks for thanks for having us, and um, yeah, it was really nice to to speak with you. That's all from Sonacast this week. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe to make sure you don't miss future episodes. Also, make sure to follow us on social media to keep up to date with all the latest news and analysis from Team Sona. On Twitter at Sona Nanotech, on LinkedIn. Just search for Sona Nanotech Inc. And on Instagram, Sona underscore Nanotech. Team Sona will be attending various industry events throughout 2019, including the Lateral Flow course in San Diego, Medica in Dusseldorf, and AACC in Anaheim, where we will be recording future podcasts. If you'd like to be one of our special guests, get in touch with us through any of our social media channels. Also, we would love to get your feedback on Sonacast, so please get in touch to let us know what you think or if you have any ideas for future guests or content.